Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stoffer, New York City. Some guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply saving a night of the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday. Happy New Year. You can celebrate it at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Altaf that Oilers now sent you. Uh, we will also mention, we will get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing at about 325, and that's when we'll also do our game day lineup report. It will be Stuart Skinner against Jonathan Quick as the goaltending matchup. Now, we sold out our Oilers road trip to Nashville to start the season. We've sold out not one but two suites into Montreal to watch the Oilers and the, Cal- or the uh, Canadians in the third week of January. And early in January, we will announce road trip number three. In the meantime, in between time, New West Travel, you can join them in June for a 14-day Globus tour through the beautiful countryside of Newfoundland featuring the Iceberg Festival. This New West Travel Newfoundland package includes flights, hotels, meals, and guided local tours to see Iceberg Alley, whale watching, and lighthouses along the coastal cliffs. Save $400 when you book by December the 30th. You can reach out to newwesttravel.com. All right, back in the 630 Chad Studios, Brendan Escott. Hello, Brendan. How you doing? Not too bad, Bob. Excited for uh, another game. It's always a fun one against the Rangers. I don't know what it is. I'm with you. I think they've been some of the best games. And Reed Wilkins is also going to join us now from Inside Sports. Hello, Reed. How are you? Quite well, Bob. How are you? Uh, good. All right. We'll start with you. Uh, this is game number 31, the last game before Christmas. The Oilers will have played 20 of the 31 games against the top 15 teams in the National Hockey League. Uh, how would you – I mean – I mean, we all know what happened. Jay Woodcroft lost his job. How would you assess the overall balance of the 31 ga- 30 games so far this year? Are you talking about strength of schedule or just an overall look at them? Overall assessment. I, I, to begin. Well, I, I mean, I think I have to say it's disappointing to, to see the team with yep. a 483 points percentage. Uh, I mean, you, you would have thought they would have been probably uh, at least around a 600 club. Um, I mean, look, the, the, a coach got fired. I know there's going to be a lot of debate and hindsight about that as we go on through this season and possibly the next two or three about uh, uh, what Woody was or wasn't doing or, or what the players um, were or weren't doing. But I, I think a, a couple of the big disappointments, um, you know, they played poorly enough that there was a coaching change. 
uh, Jack Campbell, who Bob, I was convinced was going to bounce back. I mean, if you, even if you looked at some of the signs of life he showed late last year, probably should have got a start in the playoffs. Yeah. And then he looked very comfortable and at ease and controlled in the preseason, and that fell apart quickly. Uh, and and now I and then and then since he got sent to the minors, I've been saying he'll be back, he'll be back, he'll be back. I'm not sure he's going to be back. So that's I'm with the, you. And then and then obviously Connor Brown is the other one, which we talked about uh, a lot yesterday. So those those elements uh, and and some of the five on five play and and uh, poor decisions defending that we saw over the first 12 or 15 games was was pretty disappointing. Lately, they look more like the team you expect. I mean, they are 9-3 and three in their last 12. It's kind of funny how they got there because they won 8 in a row and then lost 3 in a row, but still, that's a 75 points percentage the last 12 games, and we're seeing a team uh, that's a lot steadier, that can bounce back from a goal against a lot better, that has overall has had pretty good special teams, except for a couple rough rides on the on the PK lately. So you know it adds up to that very middling record because a lot of the good things they've done have been offset by some pretty serious deficiencies. All right, Brendan, your thoughts on where we're at right now, thirty games into the season. A lot further down the Western Conference standings than they'd like to be. And we've talked a little bit over the last couple of days about just how slippery the slope is now. You lose three games and suddenly you go from being a point out to seven points out. The good news is that we know this team traditionally seems to thrive, at least in stretches over the course of the second half of the year. And they still have one card to play that they haven't yet, and that is the trade deadline. And really, we've seen them resort to their other two lifelines already you know you talk about the coaching change you talk about um, uh, sending Jack Campbell down to the minors I suppose that's not much of a lifeline because nothing really came back but uh, that'll leave some uh, some I, I don't even know has it relieved anything Bob it's it's a lot of disappointing things it's it's too many worst case scenarios and yet it's a team that still has a legitimate shot at being a wild card uh, team they're not going to get in division wise Vancouver Vegas and LA are way too ahead at this point but I think they can be a wild card team still all right what do you make Brendan and you know they say the old saying stats for for losers but if you just go with the simplest most base supplied stats and I'll go to uh, hockeyreference.com here I could do it via natural stat trick too but in terms of scoring chances for five on five the Oilers are second in the league in terms of high danger uh, chances for the Oilers lead the league um, and that's five on five um and I go back to what we discussed with George LaRock, and that's that the analytics suggested way back in 06 on the team that George played on, 05-06 that Matt T coached. And actually, I'm going to give a guy credit. Jason Greger was a guy at that time. He was working at the night show on 1260, and he used to, you know, he was... <laughs> he used to have Mike Morrison on his show, but the, one, of the, one of the points was how far could this team go if it had any semblance of goaltending? And I, I remember when they went and traded for Dwayne Rolison. And he was coming in to be the number one. You talked about a potential maneuver, and that's likely a trade for a goaltender. I don't think it has to be a guy as impactful as Rolison, because I still think they have something in Skinner. But it has to be a guy that's a little bit more capable of splitting the starts, one uh, a one B starter. So, two questions for you, Brendan. Number one: Do the analytics mean anything? Do they show a trend that would indicate that the Oilers are going to win more as the season goes on? And number two, is getting a 1B goaltender enough? 
Uh, no, I'll answer the second question first. You need something up front and you need something on the back end as well. And that's why I think a team like Arizona, who not only can absorb a little bit of cap, but might also have a few different things to offer you. That might be where we see a move made. Um, and and the first half of this, say, do analytics matter? Certainly. I'll, I'll, I'll resort this to fantasy sports, which I quite like to play. Uh, positive regression happens and regression to the norms. So when you see a player who has a really low shooting percentage and isn't scoring much, but traditionally scores a lot of goals, usually it's a safe bet that they're going to regress back to what's normal for them. And to me, when you see the amount of posts hits or, you know, guys that it, you're not going to blame it all on bad luck, but you have to acknowledge that there's been some bad luck, certainly five on five. That can't possibly carry on for the course of an 82 game season. So certainly I think that lends itself to, yes, the analytics indicate an up tick in performance on the uh, on the way uh read same two questions and and we'll get to more specific needs other than goaltending i guess the question i have is do they need a 1b or 1a goalie and conversely do the analytics indicate that they're going to get a uh, a positive regression to the norm here i think they absolutely need another goaltender which is easier said than done i think calvin pickard you know plays his butt off when he's in net but I, I think there is a reason he's been in the AHL most of the time over the last six or seven years And but credit to him for getting a couple wins and, and I, I still say Skinner is a good goalie with the potential to be great but right now he, he needs some help so I think that is a big need given that now we're getting a little pessimistic about seeing Campbell again you know, I, I to me, Bob, I I know what you're saying about the analytics. I, I enjoy a lot of the analytics uh, yeah. to sort of supplement other things I look at around the league. But just to me, just zone time and shots on goal. And I'm even gonna like to me, these are the four games that maybe ultimately cost Jay his job and ultimately where the Oilers squandered some points here. And those were the four games after the Heritage Classic. Outplayed Dallas, lost. Lost 5-2 to Nashville. Yep. Weren't as good in that game. Dominated Vancouver for a third of the game and somehow lost 6-2 and then badly outshot San Jose and lost 3-2. If they even have an average shooting percentage, even slightly below average in those games, right. they probably get five points instead of zero. And then they'd still be out of the playoffs right now, but we're talking about a totally different record. So... I'm still optimistic that that they're going to chip away and climb. It's just they were in such that like that's such a massive hole to get out of. And as we've seen, just getting back to 500 takes so much toil. Okay, next question. Uh, you're listening to Oilers now. Bob Stauffer with you. It's 3:15 in Edmonton, 5:15 in New York City. The Oilers and the Rangers tonight. Now that we've had 17 games of Chris Knobloch, an 11 and six record. Was the uh, was the move the right one to uh, fire uh, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson? Well, I th- I, th- I guess you have to say yes, just because they've. I mean, as good as Jay's tenure was with the Oilers, he had two wins in twelve games. Well, I guess three out the three and thirteen because they he won his last game against Seattle. Yep. Th- to me, Bob, this remains uh, one of the. Of all the coaching changes I've covered, and you've covered even more than I have, this was the one that was the hardest to sort of reconcile. 
because it was such a unbelievably lousy start after a year and a half of really good play and generally really good coaching from Jay. I mean, I, I just think it's maybe as simple as, you know, Jeff Jackson was in charge and he probably wanted Chris Knobloch at some point and there was an unbelievably early window for him to be able to do it. Um, so I'm not surprised Knobloch is doing well. I think there have been some subtle changes. Um, I also think that a lot of players are just performing a lot cl- more closer to their capabilities than they were well, the first a tandem, month of the right? season. Because you got to factor in Paul Because Co- to me, the defense looks different. Like, the defense looks more confident. Nurse looks better. Uh, again, they're 9-3 and three in their last 12 games. Uh, you know, 11-6 and six overall in their Knobloch. You can make a strong argument. They probably should have won three more of those games if they gotten any stops at all. Um, but even a guy like Dayarnay, like I was quite concerned, read about his puck skills. He looks better as well. Uh, and obviously Evan Bouchard's taken a step forward. We had dummies that wanted to trade Evan Bouchard at the start of the year. Nobody wants to do that now. So it is the tandem. I think that's the thing. It's, it, it, is the, it is interesting what's happening. And the penalty killing, even though they've had a recent dip, has been substantially better as well. It's interesting when you think about it. I, I don't know that I would have done the move even still, just given the track record. It's still yep. sitting here today, Bob, feels like that was too early to make the move just because of when it happened. But the results in the aftermath of this are undeniable. I agree with you. The defense looks like it's playing different. It looks like everybody has a much clearer idea of yeah. a, a clearer, you know, understanding of a simpler idea, perhaps, in terms of just breaking the puck out of the zone. And the other thing is an enhanced commitment to things like shot blocking. So, yeah, I think that there's definitely been a positive impact by the new regime. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, can the Oilers afford to break up Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Hyman? And no, now no. Okay. Short answer. That's all you need. No. Okay. Here's here's the, here's the numbers. Uh, they've they've had roughly 133 minutes of five v five time together. Um, they are running this according to Natural Statrix: 67.45 percent Corsi, 68.72 percent Fenwick. Uh, 69.81% of the shots. They get 75% of the goals. These numbers keep getting better. The expected goals for is 78%, and the high danger chances for are 83%. Those numbers are the highest in the NHL of any line. So I'm going to ask you the question, Brendan. Do they dare break up McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and Hyman 5v5? No, you, you absolutely don't, which drives me crazy to say, but we're looking for consistency, and this is one thing that you can do to keep consistency, obviously, is to keep the lines together. That's something we didn't get to see with uh, not just Woodcroft, with other previous coaching regimes. Uh, yeah, I look at Money Puck as well, Bob, and they are far and away the leader in expected goals percentage, and the other guys that are there competing with them are lines like uh, William Carrier, Nicola Waugh, and Keegan Colasar, so certainly this is an outlier. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, here we go. So we kind of hit on it, and Brendan, you pivoted a bit. It's Christmas time. You're not going to be able to get everything in a cap system. Prioritize the Edmonton Oilers' needs between now and the NHL trade deadline. And I do not want to see Ken Holland wait till the deadline, just so everybody's clear here. I'd like to see a couple pieces added before then. So, Brendan, you get the floor first. What would you like to see the Oilers add? 
I'm going to let somebody else take the goaltending card here because I see a clear need in the absence of production from Connor Brown and uh, and from other wingers, frankly. They need to add somebody else to the mix here that can compete for a top six role, not just in the top nine, uh, but I want to see somebody that can come in and seriously push for ice time. Travis Konechny is probably unattainable, but a player of that ilk, somebody who may have uh, you know some tradeability somewhere along the line this season, who can bring an offensive impact because you just can't rely on that consistent offensive impact from the likes of Fogel to have him playing on the second line. You know, somebody else uh, well, needs to be here. Uh, you know what? We'll pivot a bit here. So let's un- operate under the context at some point they're going to get a goaltender. Maybe they don't have to get it going until February. They've got a lighter schedule till they get out of the All-Star break. But at some point, they're going to have to add a goaltender. That's a given. So the question now becomes, do they need a top six, uh, preferably right wing, or an upgrade on defense more. Reed, what do you think? Upgrade on defense. Because I, I still think they're going to score enough with the power play and, yeah. and with that line. And I, I think if you're talking about, what did you call it, positive regression, I think Dreisaitl's going to score more five-on-five five, even if his line mates are, are struggling at times. So I, I go defense. And quite frankly, Bob, if we're talking about a forward, and I, I know there's still kind of this hole in the bottom six, I want... Nick Bugstad 2.0 before going after a top six player. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I would say they've got draft capital. They've got their two number ones. Tampa Bay and Florida do not have their two number ones the next two years. Edmonton has it. I think they're going to get a goaltender. I don't think it's going to cost them a number one. I don't think you package a number one with Jack Campbell to get him out of the organization. I think you just, you don't uh, compound the issue with Jack. Like, it, it doesn't look like he's, I mean, right now he's getting outplayed by Olivier Rodrigue, who is starting to make you question, you know, I, I talked to somebody today, No, he's not in the Oilers organization that said Rodrigue competes like a quote-unquote you-know-what on every shot, and that's why he's he's become that guy. It's interesting because I did not see him as that goaltender three years ago. I think we all know at some point they're going to get a goalie. I think it comes down to top six forward or a... Um, or possibly an upgrade on CC. I actually think with term, the target might be a top 60, and I think it's an automatic. They also add a fourth, uh, uh, a fourth line right shot center at some time. I don't know if it's going to be a guy like uh, uh, the guy in Ottawa whose dad played in the NHL, Kastelik, or even a guy like Carrick out of Anaheim, like somebody like that that's got a little bit of bite. But I can see the Oilers making at least three moves. That's my prediction. Final question. Here we go at 522 in Edmonton. Reid, do the Oilers make the playoffs? Oh, yeah. You know I'm generally optimistic, so if I'll still say yes. Brendan, do the Oilers make the playoffs? Yeah, it's going to come down to the nitty-gritty, but it's going to be a fun ride to get there. They will be a wild-card team. Good stuff. Bob, I uh, want to I, I, I talk to you more about your idea of the schedule when you're on face-off show, okay? I got, right. I got something I want to throw at you, okay? Let's do it. Okay. It is uh, 323 in Edmonton. Uh, we are going to pivot right here, right now, to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. I know that uh, Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite wanted to wish everybody happy holidays. What do you got? 
Oh my goodness. Okay, sorry. I'm <laughs> just chatting with uh, Reed here. I'm trying to get to the scoreboard on uh, this. You want me to do the NHL? Hey, I got it. I got it here. Uh, Red Wings Flyers tonight, Jets, Bruins, and Blackhawks. Uh, Canadians, David Perron finished his suspension now. All six games were upheld, of course. Uh, it was World Junior tune-up day. They played the Swiss. They beat them 6-2, but really, Bob, the headline here yeah. is Macklin Celebrini's potential suspension ejected for a hit from behind. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a good-looking one, and you know how the IIHF is really stern about that kind of thing. So that one will closely monitor ahead of puck drop on uh, preliminary round play on Boxing Day against Finland. Spangler Cup roster has been announced. I encourage you to go check out the likes of Jordy Ben, uh, Colton Sevier, a former Oiler. There's a couple other gems for those who love that kind of thing. Ty Smith is on that team. Some guests and Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite place to celebrate your special occasion. Try a Wagyu steak today, and we will tell you that the Oilers Now Injury Reports brought to you all season long by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the University of Alberta Golden Bears. Dylan Holloway out for Edmonton. Uh, the uh, Dylan Holloway is a wild card for the Oilers. I think there's a chance Chris Knobloch might be able to unlock a little bit more out of them. Kako and Heedle, uh, two-thirds of what was a very good third line last year, not available uh, for uh, Peter Laviolette tonight for the New York Rangers. We're going to marry the breaks here, give Derek Scott a heads up on that. Uh, we are going to go into Oilers game day trivia. It is brought to you by Pro-Am Sports. Don't let gift-giving go into overtime. Gift certificates are available online or in the store now. You can visit proamsports.ca for all the details. All correct answers today are entered to win a signed Evander Kane jersey. You can check out proamsports.ca or visit 12728 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. Here we go. It's a difficult question, though if you've listened to the show in the past, you might be able to get it. Tonight, the Edmonton Oilers will play against a player who is the only player the Oilers organization has drafted in the last 20 years after round one that has had a 60-point season in the National Hockey League. Name the player that the Oilers have drafted in the last 20 years that has had a 60-point season in the NHL. Now, here's a catch. It's not a forward, okay? And the guy did not do it for the Oilers organization. The Oilers never signed this player. So you got to text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. So name the New York Ranger. Not a forward. So you know the position. He had a 60-plus point season in the National Hockey League. He's the only guy the Oilers have drafted in the last 20 years after round one that's had a 60-point season in the NHL. That is your Oilers Now game day trivia question for the folks at Pro-Am Sports. Correct answer gets text to the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It is 327 in Edmonton, and we go off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. 